We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Banks it This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada, the evening of, what is today, Saturday? Saturday, new day, same hotel room. Same hotel room, Saturday, July 8th, after a day at NBA Summer League once again. This time we got to see the Thunder play. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I've got Justin Peabody with me. Hello, everybody. We've got Nick Crane. Maybe share a mic with TP and call me first when he's holding the mic. Sorry. That's bad podcasting. And we've got Taylor Peterson. Teamwork. Um, and also, you can just refer to me as Josh Kitty's new best friend. I will do that. We'll ask Josh about that, see what he has to say. We <laughs> watched the OKC Thunder play the Dallas Mavericks in Summer League today. Thunder come out victorious 91-80. to 80. Really fun game. We got to see the debut of one Kaysen? Kaysen? Kaysen. Kaysen? Kayso is what I'm going to go with. Do we need to address this? Let's do it. Allegedly, a new pronunciation. Uh, it was in the official, I guess, pronunciation guide for Summer League. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Which homeboy that announces Summer League needs the official <laughs> he needs, pronunciation guide. He needs guide. some more instructions. Last night, last night in the Hornets game, we got Boo night, bow night, book night, boke night. Like every and then we got Rupert over and over for Rupert. Yeah. <laughs> Not great. It's like I, if I were in charge of summer league announcements. This is true. If Taylor was man in the MC. Uh I felt very firmly that I was gonna stick with Kason until today. We we heard through the grapevine that the official Thunder broadcasts are probably gonna call him Kason. So the official stance of the uncontested is that it's Case and Wallace. Yes. Is that what we're going with? Till we hear differently. Till we is, hear different next I mean, week. <laughs> if we podcast about the Thunder and the Thunder call him Kaysen. That's right. 
that I think we should call him. I Casey think that's, I think that's fair. Do. But the man looked at us and said, it's pronounced Kason. Now, technically, he told you all that his mother calls him Kason. We are not his mother. so That is true. Everyone at Kentucky called him Kason. Guess we're just going Kason. That's three minutes of the Kason Kason debate. <laughs> we will see you next time on the Uncontested. No. Um, we got the debut of Kason today. It was fun. Really fun. Um, we also, quick little aside before we dive into the game. Uh, the Thunder sent us with some swag to give out. We ran into a ton of Thunder fans at Thomas and Mac today. Gave out a ton of stuff, some t-shirts, some lanyards, some keychains, stickers, all kinds of stuff. So if you were out today and caught us at Thomas and Mac, thanks for coming through. Uh, hope you enjoy your stuff. We may have some more stuff we're giving away. Dun, dun, dun. Tomorrow when we go live from the Blue Wire studio in the Wynn Resort. So be on the lookout for that. And specifically for our streaming audience, keep a lookout for that. Yeah, make sure you hop on the stream tomorrow morning. Let's dive into the game. Starters tonight. I'm going to look over Justin's shoulder here. Trey Mann, Kaysen Wallace, Jay Will, Chet Holmgren, Usman Jang, which was a really, really fun lineup. Again, Thunderwind 91 to 80. Typically on post games, we hit like five big takeaways, big ideas. So I'm throwing it up to the group. Where do you guys want to start? Spicy queso. That was my idea. And then Justin stole the spicy queso tweet. And made it better. He did make it better. I said, what did I just sit down at Ted's at Escondido? Because the queso is piping hot. Queso comes out. Was it five of six from three that he started? 15 points in the first half, five of six from three. Golly. That'll do. That'll do, pig. That'll do. I'm sure Chip England, who we saw today, was over there just grinning ear to ear. I think Chip England probably understands the game well enough to know that the 35, 36% clip he shot at Kentucky was a grain of salt for the reason we've talked about. He was yep. 40 to 45% almost the entire season till that late stretch where it kind of fell off. So, And during that late stretch, he was hurt. Yeah. So I think, uh, if anything, tonight proves, for giving a big picture with, with this game, takeaways, um, while he can be an on-ball facilitator when he needs to, off the bench, which he probably will come off the bench, we all agree, to start the season, um, he can until be... Until Lou's traded. Oh, I shouldn't have given you the mic. Spicy Taylor. I'm no longer giving you the mic unless I know what you're going to talk about first. Um, <laughs> got to write it out and get it approved. I, I think I go through the chain. That's what makes him so special, though, is is there's a variety of ways he can impact the game. If it's the, the lead facilitator off the bench, he can do that. He's a good passer. If he's this off-ball guard that honestly plays the Isaiah Joe role, sit out there and hit knockdown threes, like it's one game, but he proved he can do that. One summer league. One summer league game. game. Um, if it's nothing to do with offense at all, if it's a four point game, but he locks down some other end or gets four steals or is disruptive, like his impact is, is wide and vast and diverse. And that is what makes him special. And I'll guarantee you he'll be that player that night to night, it's not going to be this like with Isaiah Joe, we're like that guy might make six threes tonight with Kaysen. It's going to be something different every night that we can point to. That's like, that's where he contributed. Definitely. And, my big takeaway from him today was more that 
he doesn't force anything. He's the epitome of let the game come to you. He would, I mean, he was like at 1.4 or 5 and walked up and I was like, dude, if that's me, I'm pulling that thing. And he walks up and then runs the dribble handoff with Jay Will and moves the ball and cuts. And I mean, just everything was just so in the flow. He never forced. I think all of his threes were catching shoots besides the half court heave, which was awesome. He let out a big old smile after that too, which was really cool. He just fits. He's he's a guy. He's one of those guys that you can take and you can put on one of 30 NBA teams and he'll just fit in and he'll make it work. And how many starters can you say that about now? For the Thunder? Yeah. Or start I, starting caliber players, I should say. Yeah. Josh, I don't think counts in that because he's so unique. Dub. But Dub is definitely... Chet, Chet definitely. Kaysen. Yeah. I mean, like, it's awesome. I thought he... Can't ask for a better debut from him. Agreed. I love what you mentioned there, Jacob. <clears throat> he actually mentioned that was the first thing you mentioned about Case. I mean, other than us just getting excited after every three point shot, but he was like probably five or six at this point. I thought you brought up that point about um, he's very decisive with the basketball and it just lets the game come to him. I think there's such a fine line, especially for young players, right? That are. Wh- oh, thanks, Siri. Uh, I was wondering what time it was. <laughs> there's a fine line between letting the game come to you as a player and also being a little too hesitant with the basketball. Like we've seen with some current, you know, current players on this thunder squad. And I thought Kaysen does a fantastic job of being able to get others involved, but knowing when it's time to take his shot as well. And it was really impressive. I think the, you, you all hit on it. The passing was a really nice, um, really nice addition. Like obviously the three pointers stand out, that was the the highlights that were going around was of him hitting shots. But I thought his passing ability, finding guys, finding cutters, finding Chet, like Chet has struggled to get the ball in the post because it seems like a lot of guys just can't get good entry passes. passes yeah. yeah, entry passes to, to Chet. And he had a couple today that were like right on the money in a good spot versus a guy like Trey Mann, who it seemed like every time Chet was was backing down his defender in the lane. Trey couldn't find him. And it felt like Queso was having an easier time doing that today. Again, in very limited minutes. I think the more you see him play with these guys, he's going to get a lot more comfortable with that. But the touch was nice. Definitely. And the first two plays that Queso made was poking the ball out from Jaden Hardy and then ripping down an offensive rebound on the other end. Those hustle type plays, he's going to be all over the... The Thunder love the clip, like the hustle plays, the taking the charges, the fighting for a rebound, the diving on the floor for the ball. That's Kaysen. Like, that's like his game to a T. He's going to be all over like those promotional uh, Thunder together, like intro videos, you know? He's going to be the one like getting helped up off the off the court, um, you know, players reaching down, helping them up. Yeah, after he uh, dives for a loose ball or something like that. <laughs> yeah, not sorry, not completely off the court. Let's hope he's not getting injured. <laughs> but defensively, that was one of the first things that stood out to me is he's not very tall, like watching him in warm-ups and stuff in comparison to Us uh, specifically. Obviously not tall, but watching him when he's in his, his defensive stance, guarding, guarding Jaden Hardy, that wingspan is insane. Those arms are long, and he's strong. So he's able to stay in front of defenders, and like you mentioned, Jacob, get those deflections and steals. Definitely. Any other thoughts on Queso? We're ready to move on. We kicked off. Was it Justin that kicked us off with Kaysen? So where do you guys want to go next? 
I mean, Chet's the low hanging fruit and was really exciting. Very slow start for Chet uh, in the first quarter. Actually gets not benched. I mean, he was resting, but then comes back in later in the first and immediately had a big impact. I think five straight points. I'm trying to remember, I think one was a three, and then maybe the other one was a put, put back dunk. So seven straight points. And, and then uh, he had the alley oop. And the alley oop from yeah. Butler. Yeah, he's he's a guy that um, I don't know if this will. I don't think you can take anything from like summer league rotations or minutes, but I, I do like the way that Cam Woods used him in like starting a quarter with him, subbing him out halfway through, and then putting him in. It was like the three minute mark. He came in almost every quarter. And I have notes on my phone somewhere, but it, I was tracking like what he did in those last three minutes. First quarter, it was the seven points, like Taylor mentioned. I think it was quarter three, he came in and had a block, two offensive boards, and two or three trips to the line just in that last three minutes. And it's like, if you can have a guy that can come in, because closing the quarters is huge. It's a momentum thing. Um, opening quarters is also huge. But I think if you can have a guy that can come in and do that regularly in a bunch of different ways, like the theme here, Kaysen, Chet, et cetera, like there's not just like this one calling card. This guy does this. I think he showed a lot of things to close quarters in this game. Definitely. He ends the night 16 points on five of 10 shooting only one of four from three. The jumper is still just a little short. Um, that's just like a legs thing. And he, he, to be fair, he mentioned that post game too. someone asked like, what is, what, what are the things that you still feel like you're getting back? And he of course gave the Chet answer of like, I feel like me, I'm always me. But he was like, if there was anything that, I'm still trying to get back. It's the shot. And that's that's like you said, legs, it's conditioning, it's yeah. it's a foot injury. So when he was shooting balls six of the last nine months, it was like with a boot or yeah, stationary. Stationary. Not really shooting. jumping. So and we but to that point, maybe we pivot to this a little bit. In Utah, I think he shot three threes over two games, shot four tonight. So the volume was up. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't go in, obviously. And you struggle from the free throw line too. You could tell conditioning was a bit of an issue there. Um, but the willingness to do that. I think is is a sign that he's getting back to being more comfortable taking those shots. Definitely. Uh, so 16 points, 5 of 10 shooting, 1 of 4 from 3. 5 of 8 from the line, 8 trips. Jumps out to me way more than missing 3 of them. That's huge. Uh, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, 2 blocks, and a plus 14 on the night. I really love the, chance, the chances that we got to see him go up against Derek Lively. I thought that was really fun. That's something else I love about Chet. Is he is, I mean, he will jaw. Uh, he's, I remember, I think it was the first quarter after he had come back in. I think this was during the seven point barrage. He's sitting there on the left wing and he, uh, he starts to work a little bit. He hasn't done any crossovers or anything. He starts dribbling. He looks right at Derek Lively. He's guarding him and it's just jawing at him. Then he does like a little crossover between the legs, gets by him. And then, of course, something we can mention is his handle's still a little loose, I think. Um, conditioning and a little rust there as well but he gets by lively and um and then somebody else came up and stole the ball but that was just one specific in- instance i mean he's not one to back down not from shy the yeah not shy at all this so this is my first time ever seeing him play in person tpu too right correct yeah and that that was the stuff like the stuff you don't see on a broadcast was the stuff that i was most interested to watch i get it like nobody's seen him play a lot it's it's only been summer league but i think seeing some of that mentality of how he conducts himself, seeing how he reacted to, you know, when he made a mistake, like the competitiveness of like kind of being like, ah, 
and like that stuff coming through that you don't always catch on the TV cameras. What was I that thought was really play cool. that Jacob mentioned to you and I, Justin? I can't remember now. So, and Nick maybe got the best view of this. I mentioned it. We haven't talked to Nick about the game. This is our first time getting Nick's thoughts on the game today, <laughs> which I love. He had the chase down block that he just like pinned it on the glass. It was sick. Dallas got the offensive rebound and somebody put up a shot. And Chet went to box out Derek Lively and like put a whole forearm and shoulder in the dude's chest. Like I heard it where we were at. Just like, I mean, it was almost like he lowered his shoulder and like tried to truck the dude and like banged him out of the way. And I was like, that's what people love about this dude. Like he don't care. He's going to try to do that against Joel Embiid. It's probably not going to go over as well, <laughs> but like he doesn't care. He's just the epitome of got the dog in him. Yeah. I think he's self-aware. Um, it's another thing you talked about post game. I think Gallo asked that about that exact play. And he's like, I, I know that I'm not a big guy. Like I kind of have to, I have to go out there and intentionally be physical to like get to the same level as some of the guys that are, that are stronger. That's the perfect example. Like he could have very easily boxing out's not fun. If you ever played basketball, no one likes maybe Jacob. Cause he's kind of this weird, like, wow. He, he likes, he likes to do the little things to, He's our own Kenny Hustle. He is. He is. But boxing out's not fun. And it's like, it's a taxing thing on your body. And Chet, like, I think he knows he's going to have to be the guy that is super physical when boxing out and do things like he did. Two things that jumped out to me offensively. My first time probably seeing it live. The pump fake is real, dude. Dude. Yes. That, like, I, I've been resisting calling out anything to do with Wimby because it's not a fair comparison. But like the difference in how they they approach the game, again, tiniest the world's tiniest sample size in a meaningless summer league game. But the way that Chet plays like could not be more different from Wimby. Like everybody loves to make those comparisons, but they are so two they're such vastly different players. And watching Chet utilize that pump fake and the confidence that he does it with, that's what sells it. Like if you don't, if you're not believing in the pump fake, everybody knows it's a pump fake. But the way he goes up with it and the way that he's already commanding the respect from behind the arc to sell it is huge. Well, it's 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 a his a lot of guys when they pump fake, it looks nothing like their jumper. Right. With his, if you were to take a synergy compilation of all of Chet's pump fakes and cut them off before you can actually see if he finishes. And then have another synergy clip of when he actually takes threes and you like put him together and had to play a guessing game. Maybe we should do that. It'd be kind of fun. That would be kind um, of fun. <laughs> like it would be really hard because his pump yeah. is it, the, the load up is so similar and that's what is, is tough for defenders. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then he's, he loves the spin move. Loves he the and spin Josh, move. they love the spin move. And that first step, like between the legs move. And then he goes mm-hmm. into that spin move when he gets back, when he tries to back somebody it's like down. me playing 2K, just mashing the B button over and over. Like once the handle gets tighter, it's going to be a weapon. I mean, and he he had one move today in the lane against Derek Lively where he like drove in, picked up his dribble, had, hit like three or four different pivots, and then went up and under on him and finished like with a finger roll. That was just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, the skill really pops, I think. And it was fun to get to see him. Speaking of the, of the skill, get to see him bring the ball up the floor multiple times. And then also, like, maybe on the next possession, you see him playing a true five-type position and flashing up to the high post, obviously setting a lot of different screens uh, for every ball handler. 
it, he's extremely versatile. And I, I could just see today this Thunder coaching staff trying to put him in multiple situations offensively and defensively. Question on that topic. We saw Chet play uh, a lot of minutes with J. Will. Mm-hmm. Like Chet started at the what you'd call a four. Before you move on real quick, mm. those minutes with J. Will specifically playing the four, and they had J. Will yes. guarding the base. Yes, yes. And then there's a lot of minutes where Chet was the true five. I think I think there's um, a lot of that's developmental. Like, see what, you, see got. what you got. Yeah. Um, and, and frankly, if, if he's going to play four in the season, it probably will be a lot of J. Will he's playing with. Um, what, what did you see in both scenarios that you liked or didn't like during anything that popped where it's like, as of today, if this was a play in game today and you had to play Chet, like where, what do you like as of today? I liked way more him as the, the lone big on the floor, him playing the four. I feel like pulls him away from the paint defensively. Doesn't let him roam as much. Um, he's not defending. The dude defends the pick and roll incredibly. Like he plays drop, but he doesn't drop real deep. And Royce Young had a great tweet about it today where he said he just eats up the empty space in the pick and roll. He doesn't really let the ball handler get to the pull up, but he doesn't let the roller get behind him for a pass or a lob. He just, he's so intentional about where he is. Defensively, I like him so much more as a five. And if you're going to put him out there with another quote unquote big, I think that other guy should be playing four. I agree. And speaking of that, ability to cover up that space. I mean, you, you mentioned intention and being him being intentional with that, but he's intentional with using the, the length that he has. I mean, it, it really, I, I mentioned Kaysen getting in that defensive defensive stance and being in person, how impressive that was to see that wingspan very similar with Chet in a completely different way. When he hedges to your point, Jacob quickly shuffles back and like his arms are like from the top of the key down into the, not the paint, but <laughs> very, very long. And, and, um, I mean, that allows him to be able to cover those passing lanes. That's the other thing you just noticed about him in person is the length. We sat, we had really good seats today. The length just it jumps really, off the page, really shows it, it again to make the Wimby comparison. Like you can just tell that Chet is more comfortable with his body at this point and like controlling it. Mm-hmm. Wimby still has a little bit of the like baby deer to him that you see a lot more from Poku. Right. Like we've seen that where it just kind of seems like he's still kind of getting used to being that large. Chet feels like he can take control of it a little bit. You still get moments, right? Like he still fell down quite a few times. Some of that seems like the floor that Thomas and Mac oh, might be very slippery. I about threw up. Dude, awful. But it just in general, like the way he conducts himself, whether it's the spin moves, whether it's going at guys, the, the way he uses that length is very impressive. Yes. Agreed. Uh, any more stuff on Chet? All right, let's take a quick break. On the other side, we'll finish up kind of wrapping up our thoughts on this game and what to expect moving forward. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we are back. So you brought up, Justin brought up Kaysen. Uh, Taylor took us to Chet. So Nick, where are we going next? Um, do you want a player? Do you want like a a theme or I want whatever you take want, away? <laughs> Jeez. Um, let's go with Oos. Okay. I'll I'll kick off with a couple initial thoughts and I'll see. If can, you guys... can I give a stat line yeah. before you yeah, yeah. go? Thirteen points, five of nine from the field, three of seven from three. Five rebounds, three assists, a steal, only two turnovers. So you still see, I've, I've harped on this for a long time, like the the feet are so slow. And you saw that a couple of times today where like he wanted to make this play or this pass and he just like couldn't get himself in the situation to do it. Um, on the flip side, another concern is like shot quality and efficiency. Like the one of 11 to start, Salt Lake City and then like the four of what was it? Four of 10, four of 12. The next game, game three was awesome. It was like 10 of 10 to start tonight. Also efficient. So for him, seeing the shot fall is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I think summer league's a situation where his size can be leveraged better because he's not playing the best athletes in the world or like every guy that can handle the ball is six, eight, six, nine. Um, so seeing him take advantage of that's great. Um, so I think for Oost in general, like if we were going to do a stock up, stock down, like the last couple of games, maybe for really, really good about maybe not being a key piece of the rotation this season, but like from a developmental standpoint, like Progress. He's, he's, on, he's on track. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just seeing him in person versus seeing on TV. I felt like there was a little more physicality, especially in rebounds today, uh, really getting in there, mixing it up. But again, that could be an in-person thing versus a TV no, thing. He's, you can tell he's trying to be more physical and more aggressive. Like it, there was a play today where he like intentionally tried going into a guy with his shoulder and it like ended up being like tripping or something. Cause he went a little too hard. So like the fact that he's trying, you have to appreciate. We've talked on this podcast a lot. Physicality is 90% of mental state, right? So that's, I think a huge step for him. I liked a lot of what we saw from Ooze today. <clears throat> and I had a tweet, I think that last Salt Lake City game, Nick, you mentioned um, how he played a little more efficient there. But he just, it seemed like those first two games he was trying to do a little too much. And it was just the small things that he was doing in Salt Lake City that were really impressive. I mean, he's cutting back door, making the right reads, not trying to do too much with the ball in his hands or forcing shots, kind of like you were getting at. And I saw a lot of the same today, um, but with a little more aggression, I think, to what both of you were getting at. Like, for example, some of those putback dunks were nasty. Um, he had a great... Uh, alley finish but then also had like some really nice passes down low playing as like the other quote-unquote big alongside chet which is really good to see we saw some playmaking flashes from Oos, which i think is really important if he's going to continue to grow and develop within this thunder organization that will allow him to play alongside chets as another big or playing on the wing with a j-dub and shea for example um so i'd like to see that continue to improve but 
I think he's just kind of go, gone back to the quote-unquote basics these past two games, which has been huge for him. It's giving him some more of that confidence that you alluded to, Nick. I think it's his decisiveness for me. Is He doesn't look like he's trying to think about what he's supposed to do next. He just does it. And whether that's shooting a three when he's open, whether that's making a pass, whether that's rotating on defense, like he seems more comfortable knowing where he's supposed to be, like the game's slowing down a little bit. And I think that, that that's a big leap for Us. Whereas so much of last year, what we what we saw is uh yes, slow foot speed from a physical standpoint, but I think like the mental side of it as well, of just not reacting as quickly as you would hope. I think it's starting to look like he's settling in a little bit on that side of things that's allowing him to be more decisive and I think leading to to the confidence that you're talking about, Taylor. Really good stuff for Moose. Yeah, it's a step in the right direction, right? He's just got to keep progressing, keep moving forward. I thought we saw some nice things today. I thought the the shot specifically, I think, is looking really nice. Really nice. Um, so I guess my turn. I'll finish this up uh, before we hit. We should hit some comments before we get out of here, definitely. Uh, the Thunder's other rookie, Keontae Johnson, got some burn today. Played how many minutes? 19, seven points, two of five from the field. Six rebounds, an assist, plus 12 on the night. Uh, shot four free throws. Dude is physical. He can get up a lot higher than I thought he could. That alley-oop from Queso. was nasty. Keontae was pretty gross. So fun. He, in college, was like uh, at K-State. He wasn't as much at Florida, from what I remember. He was like this, like the shortest, best lob threat in the country. Like if you go back and watch some of the stuff at K State, it was like you'd think this dude's like an Obi Top in like a six nine, six ten, like like short corner of the short corner lob threat. He's a six five, like guard size dude that gets up so quick and puts it down so hard. Yeah. It's it was crazy. The alley oop today was awesome. Uh excited to see him play. Not really a whole lot to take away from. We already know he's gonna be a two way guy. I think he's gonna spend a lot of time in the G League. Uh I mean, if I had to bet, I don't think he's getting converted up to a regular contract considering this team has 21 guys on the roster right now. Mm-hmm. So, but I thought what we saw from him was good and he's got good building blocks to move forward and he's definitely got an NBA ready body. And he's a very good rebounder. And we saw that today. Mm-hmm. But six, six boards in less than 19 minutes. Is that right? Yeah, six boards. Yeah, that's that's solid. That yeah, translates. Definitely. Any other Keontae thoughts? Just super physical. I mean, it just stands out immediately. And he's also of the same breed of your, not just because of the two-way contract selected later in the draft and or undrafted, but the Lou Dort, the uh, Aaron Wiggins, just willing to do it. Uh, Kenrich Williams, willing to dive on the floor, go after loose balls. Um, I mean, just another one of those guys that kind of does the, not to use the grit and grind fit for it. <laughs> phrase but uh for example we saw nick collison down low next to nazi muhammad uh, on the baseline and nazi kind of looks at him after jay will takes a charge and kind of like elbows him a little bit and nick's just grinning ear to ear and like i, I feel like a player like keontae johnson is a player that would make nick collison grin ear to ear like jay will i feel like they played keontae kind of like again positionless basketball yada yada they were like pull jay will and put Keontae in. So they're kind of playing him as like a de facto big in a way, which I thought was interesting considering 6'5", but the build. Uh, Nick, you kind of made last night the 
Grant Williams type archetype comparison. I'm not saying he's going to be Grant Williams, right? But that archetype, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Sweet. Justin, you want to take us through some comments? I can take us through as many comments as I can. We don't want to talk about Daquan Plowden and his 10 minutes and one field goal attempt. No, we do not, Taylor. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Alejandro, is Keontae going to take JRE minutes? Again, I don't know because, I mean, he's a two-way, so he gets to play some time, but we'll see. Thanks. Going to try to plug this in live on the pod. <laughs> I got I got a plug in over here, Nick. Hand it over. Oh boy! This is, if you're watching the stream, so this is good. incredible podcasting. So good. Uh, we have Tom in the chat saying, "I like the Cheddar and Queso nicknames for Chet and Kason." Oh, I like that a lot. Solid, very solid. We've got a man pointing out that Oost just turned twenty like two months ago. Can compared to some of the guys we saw play today. I was going to say Josh Giddy is on the sideline watching his yeah. team play, and is one of the best young players in the league. Like way too good for summer league, and he would have. Yeah. I mean, I, this is this is going to be a spitball. He would probably have been the third or fourth youngest player on the court between either team. Today. Yeah. Nick, you and I talk about it all the time. He's going to be so good. He's going to be really, really good. He might average like 18, 8, and 8 next year. Something crazy. A lot of 8s. I mean, that's not much more than the average last year. I know. (laughs) Settle down, Jacob. Um, But yeah, I mean, you get a lot of like summer league superstars out there that have been playing for a long time. A long old time. Uh, Meek Leak. Thanks, buddy. I don't know. Why can't I highlight your comment? Here we go. Meek Leak says, have an amazing weekend, boys. Super jealous. Shout out from Australia and New Zealand. All you guys that are tuning in right now. Um, there's a bunch of people in the stream at a very random time on a Saturday. And we are super appreciative. 100%. We wouldn't be here without y'all. And and Meek Leak, a, a plug for you. We were on the bus coming back from NBA Con today talking about the people we met. And yes. two or three of us said, Man, I wish we could meet Meek Leak here. So you are you're one of our come on down to you're Vegas. One of our favorite people that keep up with the pod and interact with us, and we greatly appreciate. Not you. that we have favorites, so we love all of you guys. I just... <laughs> That's the teacher and Jacob, Jacob coming out. No favorite students. Connor says Kason is immediately in my eight protected expansion. Oh, members. no question, definitely. I think he's. Uh, I think if today is okay, any so what's your eight, Jacob? Oh boy, someone asked me this. If it's the... immediate, then what is it? Someone asked me this on the flight because I tweeted out that my flight anxiety was bad, so distract me with it? questions. What is it? Shay, Josh, Dub, Chet, Queso, Oos, Dort, Alexei Pokushevsky. Hey, there it is. <laughs> Poku. The Poku stand never quits. It might be Ty Ty Washington now. Yeah, oh. that's right. That's, that's a right. teaser for tomorrow's episode. Make sure you tune in. Uh, find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yes, at 10 a.m. Central Time. Thank you, Nick. I don't know. Shay didn't show up today, and so maybe Ty Ty is Shay's replacement. Shut Shay's up, being Taylor. Traded. Good grief. Um, let's see. Let's see. What else do we have here? So many comments. You guys are awesome. 
Uh, Meek asked, do you think we see J-Dub in Vegas? That was confirmed. confirmed ruled out. Ruled out. We thought, we thought we might get him today. I would have loved it. But instead, he was rocking a Detroit Red Wings jersey on the sidelines. We've got Matt saying drafting four players last year has sped up the rebuild. And with these trades, Sam is bringing in talent on another level. Patty Mills would have been great. And he shipped out. I think that's it's fascinating to see what's happening. We will dive more deeply into some of those details tomorrow. But I think it's it's impossible to look at this team and it's everything we've talked about with roster exploration. At some point, these cuts get so, so, so hard. and We're there. Like they're yeah. already hard. They yeah, thought that's... they thought cuts were tough with Veet and these other guys. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Right. Also, you mentioned uh, Matt mentions they drafted four guys last year. They drafted four guys who can freaking play. Right. Do you still want Isaiah Roby? <laughs> what about I, Moses Brown? You want to hear something? I heard sad the Thunder are Isaiah... ridiculous for cutting Moses Brown by a certain podcast. The New York Knicks are apparently <sighs> considering Isaiah Roby to be Julius Randle's backup. Yikes. This upcoming seasons what i read interesting yeah what are you reading fanfic (laughs) vick in in the chat i'm thinking our second group is going to be one of the best in the nba not a lot of drop off from when the first team sits on the bench hey somebody asked me this question today forget who it was it might have been our guy carrie if you took like i tasked you with making a the, the 20, 21 players on the roster and you had to put them in order of like best player to worst player and you put best player on team A, worst player or second best player on team B, third best player on A and you just back and forth it and so you split the team in half. Do each of those teams still have like a more positive trajectory than the Charlotte Hornets? Absolutely not. Wow. Okay. No, I mean, I I know it's a fun like crap on the Hornets, but no, there's there's li- like no, there there there's summer did, league. I mean, you'd team. end up with like Shea, Josh, Kaysen, like all on one team. Lamelo, Brandon Miller, Nick Smith. Like, they're they're just their recent draft class has four guys that I would roster on Oklahoma City on the fifteen man this year for yeah. sure. Yep, I think it's. Maybe it you would say no, but I think it just goes to show. Oh yeah, you know how many great prospects. Are it's on a this gr- team. it's a great point, and it's it's like the fact that it's even a conversation is is interesting. Yeah, but it, that's like that's like the old could Alabama's football team beat the worst NFL? Like no, no. like it's a, it's a fun conversation, but no. Yeah, that's a good call. I was just gonna say, like to your point, Tony Jones, um, and, and Salt Lake City's summer league that that. Under roster, I mean that's an NBA roster was thrown out there, and we kind of saw that tonight with Kaysen, yep. Us, yep. um, Chet, Jay, Will. There was one other. I don't know. If if the Thunder's summer league starting lineup tonight was a team's starting like a rebuilding team starting lineup on like game ten of the NBA season, fans of those team that team would be feeling really good about the the positive players they have moving forward. You yeah, know, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And that that back to that last question you had this is why the people in the comments were saying that i never have any fun <laughs> that is accurate no fun nick uh a man in the chat saying a lot of people talk about Kaysen as a dort replacer but i feel like they'd play really well together i think we've we've talked about this before like the potential lineups for this team can wreak absolute havoc and you can change defense. them up however you want you need a yeah. defensive stopping lineup 
Cool. You need five out. Cool. We can do that. You need big. You need to go small. Whatever, like, pick your poison. Yep. You want to give Lou some rest in the playoffs to guard like the opposing best guard? Throw Kaysen on him and give Dort some rest. Like it's so it it yeah it's it'll be fun to watch them together. He got that dog in him. The defense is going to be really good this year, guys. Going to be really fun. And then you got Chet down low to ruin any chance you have. Dude, there was a moment today where I forget who it was. Somebody for the Mavs got a rebound and like eyes up toward the basket and then saw Chet and did the fastest 180 I've ever seen yep. and took the ball back. Like the crowd was like heckling him. It was so obvious. It's incredible. The rim deterrent. The rim deterrent. We got one more question from Brian. Was Josh Giddy wearing Taylor's fluffy flip flops today? Taylor, would you like to comment? Uh, on can neither confirm nor deny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, it was he was feeling comfy out there. Comfy game. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. It was a Aussie hangout on the baseline over there. It was. Jack White was down there. I think Jack, not Jack the White, White Stripes. Kyrie Irving on the other side. Yeah, one of these things is not like the other. We're talking about Australians. Yeah, a few of them have their heads Touché. on straight, though. Touche. <laughs> is that all for us, That's guys? That's it. That'll do, Pete. Awesome. That'll do. Hey, Sunday, 10 p.m. Central, 10 a.m. Nope, Central. Nope. 10 a.m. Central. 10 a.m. Good grief. 10 a.m. Central. Sunday's tomorrow, by the way. Yes. yes. Tomorrow, Sunday, 10 a.m., live from the Wynn studio. Don't miss it. It's going to be incredible. Can we just tell them? Go for it. I don't know what you want to tell them. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to give away this flag and maybe more. So if you want this beautiful prop that's been behind us, come to the stream tomorrow. Yeah, this wasn't like originally in the hotel room. Just It for people. wasn't? There's like some really bad art underneath um, Excuse it. me. We had a swag bag waiting for us from the Thunder. We walked in our hotel room. With our person, all access passes. Please don't and- tell lies on the pod. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in on a random Saturday evening. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Central Time. It's going to be awesome. You're going to want to check out the one studio. Um, we're going to give away the flag. We're going to have a great time. We'll talk about the trade. We'll talk about the in season tournament, which we were there live to see it get announced, which was really cool. So much more. So make sure to tune in. Until then, and as always, we will catch you in like 12 hours. Woo! Thunder up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.